0: Whoa 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 whoa. whoa! 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 Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's great to be with you today and I appreciate you being with us. We got a ton of information to go over today. Today is going to be a podcast in which we are going to just give you voluminous amounts of information. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for subscribing and following. You know, our decision as a company is we want to give you as much information for completely free. And we do that. And I'm very proud of my company for that decision. I'm very proud to work for the people that I work for. And the way we're able to do that is when you subscribe and follow and stick and get the information and share it. And you should never pay somebody for what you can get for free. I'll never forget one time people would said to me, hey, let's go out to eat. And I'm like, well, let's just go to my grandma's. Why go out to eat when you can go to grandma's? Because it ain't going to be as good as grandma's. And I encourage you, there's lots of great people doing a lot of great work. We certainly are not the only ones, nor are we arrogant enough to think that. But don't pay people for what we can give you for free. Um, We're going to be talking today about the future of the franchise, Mark Davis, um, and all of the decisions that have to be um, looked at, um, brought in, digested and then assimilated into what the future looks like we're going to get into a lot of different issues today we're going to talk about potential head coaches we're going to talk about Mark Davis primarily Um, and we're going to get into some NFL things as far as the hiring of Champ Kelly and um, uh, Antonio Pierce we're going to get into all that today so thank you I know it's going to be a long one but I have learned one thing about Raider Nation is they are football junkies. They know it better than anybody else. I tell people this all the time. And if you ever hear me on a national interview, <coughs> you'll hear me say this. And by the way, I'm sorry about my throat. I've been doing so many interviews, podcasts, whatever, and change of weather. has got my throat a little weird, but I'm fine. I apologize. I'm sure it's 100% annoying. But I hope you're willing to put up with the annoyance um, for the voluminous amount of information. Now, um, there's a lot that goes into the decision-making process. And this is what matters, number one, is Mark Davis has had a propensity over his time as a leader to rely on other people's input more so than his own gut. That's not a slam on Mark. I think that Mark, I've said this many times, I would say it if Mark was right here. In fact, I know that Mark knows that I feel this way. Um, I think Mark is is 20 times, 50 times, 100 times better businessman than his father. This is not even close. And Al Davis, especially before the, the, the end, was that much of a better football guy than his son. Now, that doesn't mean one, you know, make one bad and one good. It's just differences. I have a son that's, oh, I have several sons, but my my children are very talented, much more talented than me. Every one of my kids, including Dexter, who's 16 months old, more talented than me. But none of them have wanted to go into journalism. Doesn't mean that they're bad or I'm good or I'm bad and they're good. Just Preference. And so because Mark, though, and this is where Mark is smart. He knows his strengths and he knows his weaknesses. So here he is, a guy who's listened to a lot of people. There were a lot of people that told him, you can't hire Rich Passaggi. He listened. And I believe, and he has never told me this, but I believe in talking to people close to Davis that he regretted it. I want to go back and share something with you. Rich Passaccia, when he got let go by Mark, handled it with such class and was so respectful of the Raiders, even long after he left and was so warm to Mark Davis that the Davis family has always been moved by loyalty. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be moved by something, loyalty is a big one to be moved by. It's a big one. I, I echo the sentiments of the Davis family. Loyalty to me means everything. And so I often say, if you're not with me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. It's loyalty. Yeah. And does it doesn't mean people that are loyal to you aren't going to um, confront you. Doesn't mean they're not going to say, hey, this isn't right. It's the fact that they love you. They do it. But the loyalty is is, is that. That's not really true. The love is that after they do it, they stay with you. That's loyalty. And so that touched Mark. On top of it, he didn't listen to his players, which which bothered him. And it bothered his players a lot. But that meant a lot, and I think he's regretted not hiring Rich. In fact, again, I told you I 100% believe that. So now as this decision comes forward, there are several things that have to go into account. Number one, is Mark Davis going to be making the future decisions for this franchise based on people having input or based on his gut? Now, I'm going to tell you. He made the decision to fire Josh McDaniels in his gut. I know that for a fact. I know quietly there's been some people trying to say, well, I was talking. I'm telling you right now. I know this 100%. It was Mark's decision. He let a couple of people know that he was going to do it right after the Detroit game. But it was Mark's call, period. I know that. And I thought it was a great step in his maturation at his age. And now that he's been around the game like he has, I think Mark Davis, and and whether I think it or not is irrelevant, but I think he's earned that right. Go with your gut, trust your gut. Let me tell you something about Mark Davis. He takes a lot of criticism, he's not stupid. Mark Davis is very smart. Very smart. I'm just going to tell you that you may say Alejandro's kissing his butt. I'm not kissing his butt. It wouldn't hurt or help my accents to say he's stupid or he's smart. I'm just telling you facts. He's smart. I think he should trust his gut more often. That being said, number one is does he make the decision alone? Number two, and this is the big one, does he make the decision with input? And then this one dichotomizes into multiple, if not, who does he listen to? Multiple people around the league have told me it's not a matter of if, it's when that Tom Brady is going to be an owner. Number one. And number two, Mark has always had um I don't I think infatuation is an unfair term, but a very high level of respect. Very, for Tom Brady, very high, very high. And so I was told that there probably is only one or two people who will have the the uh, majority of marks here. And I'm going to tell you the other one in a minute. I think it's going to shock you because it did me. In fact, I didn't believe it until I heard it a couple of times and then talked to people. And it, yeah, but Tom Brady, now, can we blame him for respecting Tom Brady? The greatest of all time? Can we blame him for wanting to have the input of of the NFL's greatest winner and greatest player? Man, I'm sorry, it's hard to fault them with that. But if that's the case, I think you're gonna see the franchise go and others. This is this is an opinion. I'm giving to you what I'm being told. You're gonna to see some others. If that happens, you're gonna probably see the franchise go in a little bit of a different direction. Okay, that should that that that's a legitimate fact. But there's another name, another name that how much of a voice he's going to have. Mark Davis has incredible respect for Jim Gray. Jim Gray, the tremendous journalist, sports journalist. He's now the host of Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald's podcast, Let's Go. And when I first heard it, I was told this by a person, a very high level in the Las Vegas Raiders. They go, man, you're right about Tom, but you shouldn't be thinking about Jim Gray. And I'm like, what? Who's that? Yeah. Now I know who Jim Gray the, the the journalist was. I had no idea that's who they were talking about. The you know, Tom Brady's co host on Let's Go, the the multiple award winning journalist. That Jim Gray. Yeah. And they're like, he he carries marks here. Okay. Now, this is Mark's franchise. Mark can do whatever he wants. I certainly, he's not coming to me. But I can tell you around the league and in the building, people are very aware that Jim Gray has Mark Davis's ear. Okay? All right. He's got his ear. So... Do you... The question is, Jim Gray has had an incredible career. He's been a great journalist. He's done some tremendous things. I don't know if that makes him a good football guy. It doesn't mean he can't be. But it certainly makes you begin to think about what direction does the franchise go? Because Jim Gray and Tom Brady are very tight. When I asked people did that relationship come across come come about because of Brady? They all told me they're not sure that they were they were very sure he knew who Jim Gray was before Tom became big. But that they all believed that the relationship even if they did know each other before has certainly cemented because of Tom. So that's fascinating to me. And again, that is other people's opinion. That is what other people are saying. Mark has not told me that. But people in the building have and people around the National Football League. So here's the question. Does Mark make it out do the decision on his own? If not, does he listen to Tom Brady? If he listens to Tom Brady, he's going to be listening to Jim Gray. Does he go with former players? There's a lot of people. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you got a bunch of people making the decision, I don't believe that's good in anything. I think that there's wise counsel that should be readily looked at. And if I'm Mark Davis and I have a friendship with Tom Brady, I'm going to ask Tom, what do you think? I'm going to ask him because he I think he's earned that right. Uh, but I know when I make decisions in my life, I've got a very small window, especially now that my father's passed away. I talk to my wife, maybe one other person—I won't name them—and of course, I pray about it and ask the Lord what He thinks. But I mean, my point is, is that I keep—I I think that's the best way to make decisions because too many voices. I mean, I, I once heard a funny story: a camel is a zebra designed by a committee, <laughs> and and I think that's concerning. I think the more people in Mark's ear, the bigger concern there is for Raider Nation. Next, they have to make a decision. Do they want a coach-led team where the coach basically says, this is who I want with my GM, which is what they did with John Gruden, and it's what they did with Josh McDaniels? Do they say we want a GM-driven team where we hire the GM, then he goes and picks the coaches? Or do they say, we're going to pick the GM and the head coach. They're both going to work for the owner. Now, that last one to me is, is, is a nightmare. Nightmare. The second one to me is the right way to go. You get a GM. But the first one has worked at times, but very, very limited. I mean, it's not working right now for Bill Belichick when he doesn't have a Tom Brady. And now, I mean, I re- I was the first to report anywhere in the country. They didn't make the playoffs. I expected him to be gone as the Patriots coach. I got mocked nationally when I said it. And then these reports came out that, oh, gee, he signed his big contract in the offseason. And people were going back to my old tweet. Ha ha. Well, I'm just telling you what I hear. And I was the first to report that. So. That's the next question. Once you determine who am I going to listen to? Is it a coach driven team? A general manager or an owner? Now, when you are not a football guy. Or let me, that's not fair to say when you are not a football guy, like your father, I think a, a coach driven, I mean a owner driven team is a bad idea. I mean, Jimmy Johnson played, Jimmy Johnson, uh, um, Jerry Jones played college football, won a national title, and he certainly has struggled to get success for his franchise, even with all the talent, even with all of his business acumen, when he hasn't had football guys in total control. So I think that's a concern. I mean, you can look at the the situation in Baltimore, which has been a very successful franchise for a long time, and the owner keeps the general manager accountable, but the GM runs that team. Again, there are teams where a coach runs it and it's successful, but it has failed a multiplicity of times compared to the times it's worked. If you go get a coach-driven team, I mean, it has to be a proven head coach. Somebody who runs it more like a CEO. And a lot of the names aren't that. And then finally, do you go get a GM driven team, which I would like to see. Now, before Dave Ziegler was hired, I wrote at the time that I thought Champ Kelly should get the job. And when he got the job as the assistant, I told everyone what a deal because I, I I wrote three candidates for the GM job that I think would be good. And two of them, they hired Ziegler and. Champ. You know, I have reported several times. That I'm not an NFL league official. And when I read all the rules of hiring, there's a bunch of ambiguity. So I went to an NFC general manager a week or two weeks ago, and asked them if the Raiders wanted to hire Champ Kelly or um, Antonio Pierce without going through all of the multiple interviews and all that kind of stuff, could they? And the person said, yes, they could. And um, because they're already in the building and they're already um, functioning in that job. Excuse me. Then, give me a second, please. Then um, I was told that people were reporting that I was wrong and that um, they had to do it. Now, some of those people reporting are my friends and good people, really good people. So Monday night, I'm covering Monday Night Football. I'm up on Monday night. So Tuesday morning, I call an AFC general manager. And I said, I just would like to get some direction. This is what I was told, that AP in the building, Jim Kelly in the building, both minorities, um, both currently have the jobs. And if the Raiders wanted to hire them, they don't have to go through all the rigmarole. And I don't mean rigmarole like the process is bad. I just mean all of the details. And uh, they go, yeah, that's what I believe too, but let me check. And they came back and said to me, this was Tuesday morning. This is now an AFC official. Um, yes, they could. They may have to restructure the contracts that says they they would be the successor. Um, they go, I'm not sure about even having to redo the contracts. They, that was their opinion. They said, but yes, there is a way that they can hire them without doing it. So that's two general managers. Now, one of my friends is reporting that's not accurate. Fact, they even tried to tell me you should well it doesn't matter. talk to a league source, not talk to well, it, it doesn't matter. I'm very comfortable. I talked to an AFC and an NFC general manager, guys who are in this chair. And and in fairness to both of them, by the way, um, in fairness to both of them, um, they both have very stable franchises. So it's not like they've had to make a ton of hires. But I'm just saying to you. That is what I'm hearing. So and these are men that I know personally. They're men I trust. They're men who don't have an agenda to give me bad information. They're human. Could they be wrong? I guess. But I'm sticking with them. At the end of the day, people reporting something different aren't bad people. I don't disrespect them. I'm just going to the general managers. The guys that I have personal relationships with. The guys that I you know, do some hunting and fishing with. Guys that... My family spends time with their families and and I know them on a personal basis away from what I do for a job. So that is what I believe there is. There's the information of why I believe it, that they could. Now I want to talk about the list of the hirings and firings again, because I think there are some things, some guys who've moved off my original list. Now I want to make this clear. Okay. I believe that when you are a franchise as iconic as the Las Vegas Raiders, there are some other franchises that are a little bit bigger as far as scope and following, but I believe they are the biggest franchise in any professional sports history because even though there are some other teams, the Cowboys being one, have a, They just have a bigger... I mean, the reality is the reality. The Cowboys have a bigger footprint. But there is no Jerry Jones had there not been an Al Davis. Al Davis supported him. Al Davis is the one that that broke so many barriers, stood up to the NFL. And when Jerry came along and wanted to be a Maverick like uh, Al Davis, Al supported him. So... You can give Jimmy all the credit in the world for what he's done with the Cowboys, and he deserves a lot. But there is no Jerry Jones without Al Davis. That's just facts, the way kids would say it today. Facts. Or or as Zeke would say, keeping it 100. But that's the reality. Now, I want AP to go out and win this job. I was asked yesterday on a national radio show, do you think AP's done enough right now that if you were Mark Davis, you'd hire him? No. I think he's done a lot right. He's done a lot right. And I just wouldn't because you don't have to. But I'm rooting for AP. Now, I have shared this with you before. My philosophy is when you are a franchise like the Las Vegas Raiders, this is not where a coach comes to learn how to win. And I want to explain something here. John Madden. Greatest ever. When you look at his winning percentage, great winner. But he had a strong general manager. And it was a different game at that time. Different franchise at that time. I mean, AP talked the other day about learning to adjust to all the demands on your time and all the things that go into his job. And so I think you want a guy to go somewhere else to learn how to be a head coach. That way, when he comes to the Raiders, let's go, let's go. So that's my personal opinion. I stand by that opinion. That's why when AP got the job, I was, I said to everybody, this is great. It's a 10 week job interview, but now he gets to learn the nuances. I I laugh at people on Twitter. When, You know, he makes a decision and maybe it's a mistake. He sucks. Get rid of him. Okay, you never make a mistake at your job. And oh, by the way, he's learning on national TV. With 25 million people watching, give me a break. There's going to be a learning curve. For everyone, I don't care who you bring in. You're going to have mistakes by rookie coaches. That's why I don't. I'm not a fan of rookie coaches. And and here's another reason why. Because they don't get the time to learn how to coach. You get brought in. I mean, guys now are getting fired a year or two into their contract. So you're not going to get the time. But that's my philosophy. Now, the next guy that comes out and does it the first time and wins, everyone's going to say, oh, Hondo's an idiot. Okay, I'm looking at percentages. Remember, I'm not a fan. So I'm looking at it percentage-wise. And the higher level of failure, higher level of failure, in my opinion, when it comes to guys who are rookie coaches, that's number one. Okay, so I want you to know when I start going over this list of names, the first name that I want to talk to you about is A.P., I'm going to tell you something. If things continue the way they are, and Mark Davis doesn't hire him, he's going to have a mutiny. If they continue the way they are. Now, I keep hearing all this. AP is a player's coach. We need a disciplinarian. Did you not just see him throw Teamer and Peters off? Did you not see him bench Peters? He is the rare coach that is a player's coach and a disciplinarian. They know. They love AP. They ain't playing. Or he ain't playing. My father was a very gifted father. He was fantastic. I, I literally don't have one bad memory of my father. In fact, I, the only bad memory I have when I got punished for something I didn't do When he later learned that I didn't do it, he literally, six-foot-five, 250-pound man, he literally fell on his knees in the middle of a grocery store and hung me and begged me to forgive him. But my dad, he was kid's dad, like a player's coach, but he wasn't playing. He was a disciplinarian. You knew you don't you can love them and enjoy them, but you don't you don't cross them when he makes a decision, the decision's made. I like that kind of coach. That's my favorite kind. The Tom Coughlin coaches of the past, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick's. I think they win, but only in a certain type of window, and it's not a window that the Raiders are. To me, you've got to be able to command and lead men, but they've got to be able to follow you and they've got to be able to revere you. Now, that's my first choice on these. We're going to go over 10 names real quick. Next is John Gruden. I'm going to tell you there are a lot of people who feel that Mark Davis, more than Brady and Jim Gray, Person he trusts the most is John Gruden and would love to bring him back. And I am hearing by from multiple people around the league that if John were willing to drop his lawsuit, that they believe the NFL would give a passive nod to go back and rehire him. It's interesting. A lot of people, in fact, I talked with several general general managers about this list and everything for today. And the article that I'm writing that will publish later today, or depending when you're seeing this, did publish today. And this is Wednesday of the bye week. Um but I'm gonna tell you, uh everyone keeps talking about Gruden. Now I wrote an article uh when John this is quite a while ago, but you can go look at it, you know, John Gruden in the NFL. But um in fact, if you look at the community page on our YouTube or on my Twitter at Hondo Carpenter at um, I will have it up there again for you to watch today or to read today. But a lot of people believe that John Gruden's lawsuit is going to is going to take Roger Goodell out. And it's going to embarrass a lot of people. When I wrote it at the time, it was talked about nationally. You may have seen me on Pat McAfee or or. um um other shows talking about it and it got laughed at but now the Nevada courts continue to support it and now it's coming up on potential discovery and if you know anything about the legal system and and discovery John's going to be able to ask any question he wants doesn't even have to be about him He can say, I want to talk to this owner. I want to talk to that owner. I'd like to talk to Roger Goodell. I'd like to talk to whomever. And John Gruden knows where everybody is buried in the NFL. Can you picture him bringing in a NFL owner, one of the executives or whomever, saying, have you ever cheated on your wife? Have you ever use the racial slur and he's asking questions that he knows the answer to so if you perjure yourself bingo plus all the information that he's going to be able to ask like I want all the emails he can ask for all the emails in the Snyder Dan Snyder situation with with the Washington commanders there's going to be a lot. I wrote at the time and was at, at the at the front end of the curve that I thought this Gruden thing, if it goes to fruition and is able to grow to fruition, is going to cost Roger Goodell's job. I still believe that. So does he give a passive to Mark Davis? A lot of people think so. And I am told that in court, that Gruden's lawyer even said to the judge, Tell him to let John back in the league and he'll drop his suit. (laughs) I did not hear that when I was told it. Um, I believe it was by Adam Hill, of the Review Journal, who told me that. I want to make sure I give him credit. Or it could have been Willie Ramirez with the AP. But one of them told me that. And they deserve credit, Um, again, uh, for that. So I think John Gruden is a very big chance of getting this job. Here's another one, Rich Pisaccia. Loyalty means a lot. Do I think Mark will give it to him? I don't know who's going to be in Mark's ears. So if Mark's going on gut in him alone, I think Rich has a very good chance. Not as good as AP, not as good as Gruden, but a very good chance. If he goes with... His gut, I think Versace is right there. If he goes to other people, I don't think Rich has a good chance. Now I want to talk to you about Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator at um uh, the Lions. This is a guy with no experience. So if you bring him in, Raider Nation, do you let the toxicity go while he makes rookie mistakes? Because he's going to. Again, I don't think this is a job where you come in to try to learn how to coach, but if you bring them in, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wish them ill. will. Then I better not see, and I will, tweets, oh, he sucks, get rid of him. The first time he throws a bad challenge flag or calls a timeout he shouldn't or makes a mistake, it's part of the rookie process. Is Are there going to be players who want to stick around for a rookie coach? Okay, then you bring another guy's Frank Smith. He worked for Gruden here with the with the Raiders as a tight end coach. He's now the offensive coordinator with Miami. Miami. Sorry, Miami. And I think he's done a lot with Miami. But is there any wondering? It's like Mick Lombardi. Everyone knew Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator. It wasn't Mick Lombardi. He had the title, had some jobs. But we all knew it was Josh McDaniels. Same way with when, when you start looking at Mike McDaniels and Frank Smith. Now, here is a guy that I believe was originally on my list that's no longer on the list. It's Lincoln Riley at USC. I believe Lincoln would love to jump to the National Football League. I, I do think he would He would probably um. I'm leave it there. I think he would like to make the jump to the NFL. But he poorly, I mean, his lack of discipline um, multiple times, just he didn't act like a franchise leader. And who's going to give a $10 billion franchise to a guy that acts childish? Now, he's a kid, so I'm not mad at Caleb. But where was Lincoln Riley to go tell him, no, get out there. Face the media. No, get out there. Do this. Hey, put your shoes on. Let's go. Do this. Lincoln Riley, so trying to be Caleb's friend, this is what I'm hearing from other people, that it hurt. And a lot of people in the NFL were really turned off by Lincoln Riley this year. So I... Everybody I talked to, and remember I talked to multiple people about this list, um, several of them were down on Riley anyways, but even those that were for him as a potential for this job, nope. Out. But I do have a new name. And that name that I've heard from several people is David Shaw, the former Stanford coach. He would be a a coach who would assemble a terrific staff. He's already a very competent leader. He's got head coach experience. He's a CEO. That's an interesting name I'm hearing about, and and we'll talk more about all of these. Um, but I haven't been doing a lot about it, um, because I I I generally think AP is moving towards getting the job. But I'm just giving you some names. Next, um, Eric Biennemi. There's going to be wholesale changes in Washington, and um, I think he's going to be out. I don't think this time around is his chance. I think a lot of people are still talking about it, but a lot think his chances are are very small right now because of his situation. And, again, he was in Kansas City. We're like Mick Lombardi with Josh McDaniels or Frank Smith with Mike McDaniels. People assumed that Andy Reed was all of the OC and he certainly had a lot, but I think the had a much bigger role than Lombardi and Smith based on what I know from people who played for him and the team and inside the organization. But I think the is, is way down the list. Next. Um, Eviro Everol. He is the defensive coordinator for Carolina. Now, I had one NFL executive flat tell me, and you remember this from my previous article, if he gets an interview with Mark, he's going to get the job. That's pretty fascinating. Um, I heard Carolina desperately wants to keep him. And that the firing was not because of him. Obviously, the defense has been good in Carolina this year. It was because of the um, offense. I'm also hearing Carolina would like to go get Ben Johnson of the Lions, but pay Ejiro like a head coach. And saying to a Ben Johnson, you handle the offense, let this guy handle the defense. Excuse me. I don't like that idea. How do you tell your head coach you're not the head coach? What head coach would take that job? Years ago, I was a beat writer covering the excuse me, I was a beat reporter. It was a beat reporter for the um covering the Detroit Lions, and they bring in Mike March with Rod Marinelli. And I mean, and Mike March ran the offense, Rod Marinelli didn't really have a say and it was a nightmare I just don't think that's a good idea so I think Ejiro, but, E but he'd still be a first year head coach still be very impressive he's still gonna make those errors so if you're a team that doesn't think we're going to compete right away then that's a scenario where maybe you bring in a first year coach if Mark Davis is saying listen it's not a, we're gonna we're gonna redo this which to me would be a stupid decision You got one of the best special teams in all the national football league, best kicker, best punter, And your defense is really, really good. There is no reason to tear down this team. That's just stupidity. But if, if Mark says, that's the way I want to go, then maybe you do go get a first year coach. But if you're going to say, no, we expect to compete, let's go, let's go right now. I think you go the rookie route. Another one that I want to talk to you about is Matt Campbell, the coach at Iowa State. Um, every NFL guy I talked to says if they were hiring, they would be making an. The only two guys that made this list by everyone I talked to: Jiro Ivaro and and Matt Campbell at Iowa State, and then Jim Harbaugh's in there. Now. We originally, I have shared this with you, been hearing that the NFL, if the NCAA puts a punishment on him, uh, would do what they did to Jim Trestle. So do you want a coach that's not going to be coaching 4, 8, 10, 12, a year? We don't know. That's a big one. But the NCAA, which I think is such a joke organization, they are as worthless as Congress. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, dear God, can we all agree on that? Um, they move notoriously slow. So if they decide, okay, here's Harbaugh, proven winner in the NFL, proven winner in college. Yep, he rubs people the wrong way. Yep, he's probably not going to be here a long time because he does rub people the wrong way. And we're going to have one of his former players and a college and NFL superstar on this podcast later this week. We got a lot of great guests coming, by the way. Um, he rubs people the wrong way. But if they want him and go after and get them right after the season, before the NCAA has a chance to do that punishment, then there's really nothing the NFL can do. So there you go. A, there, there, there's a deep dive. Who's going to be in Mark's ear? Is it him or other people? If it is other people, who? We've again reiterated to you about the hiring of a general manager and the hiring of a coach that an AFC and NFC general manager both believe the Raiders could hire champ NAP or both without having to go through all of the rules. And then we went over the top 10 candidates again, removing Lincoln Riley, adding David Shaw. So there you go, everybody. Hope this is a great midweek by week update for you. I sure appreciate all of you. I am really grateful for you. Thank you for our growth. Now, got an article coming on Wednesday. So depending on when you saw it, this may come out before. Maybe you're watching it after. But my next deep dive article comes tomorrow, Thursday. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. It's publishing at 1230 Eastern Time. It's the next deep dive Raider article that I assure you Going to answer a lot of questions for you. And it's going to be an interesting deep dive. Please don't miss it. So, from all of us at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. And by the way, I want to let you know if you follow us on Apple for our iPads, which, which for our um, podcasts, which are audio only, or on Spotify, Almost every day, I do an exclusive five or 10-minute podcast that's audio only. It's called Riding with Hondo. If you haven't checked it out, you may want to. Again, you can go anywhere you get your podcast, but go to Apple, look for Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, or go to Spotify. You can go to my Twitter, and on my Twitter, uh, pit at the top, there's a link to it, but you can go check that out, too. That's information that I don't put in these podcasts but uh, is really good. It's 100% free. It's just more inside information for you. I appreciate all of you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And stay out of trouble, will you? We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, I haven't said this yet. Merry Christmas to you. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for your time. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. whoa. whoa.